Yeah, yeah, welcome, welcome, man. Now, I was trying to avoid having a serious episode this week, but uh, I think I'm probably going to have one. Not because I feel like I have to, but because I want to. Because I want to talk about black-on-black crime, like crime in the inner city. Because that is something we often, it's like a taboo, something we, like we don't, we can't really speak on now, especially in 2021 social media, because every time a black celebrity or somebody mentions black on black crime, what happens? They get attacked by black people. Uh, shut the fuck up. We know black on black crime exists, but we don't give a fuck. Uh, you know, black people kill each other because uh, it's about how close they live together. So shut the fuck up. We know already. Like they, sh- like they shut them up. They say things to minimize someone who is in a position of power to speak about how important or how serious black on black crime is because right now I believe that it's it's very important it's at an all-time high and I want to spend this episode talking about crime in the inner cities man and what can we do to improve it but also man now hold on before I even get there this whole episode was spurred by the fact that I seen a story a couple days ago in Detroit there was a, a young mother well, matter of fact, there was a young couple because it was two people killed. There was a young man and a young woman shot to death at a gas station sitting in their car. But that's not the kicker. She was holding her nine-month-old baby in her arms. And it's it's all caught on tape. It's caught on tape. Now, normally I try to start with some upbeat shit. Matter of fact, let me hit the button. Brand new LCP. Because, um... Like, it's hard to not be affected by shit like that. Now, I know I told you guys last episode where um, my friend said, you know, the last couple episodes have been heavy. I hope you've been doing a lot to protect your mental health. But sometimes it's hard, man. Like, y'all know me. I'm not going to come in here. I'm not going to bullshit you. Oh, yeah, I'm perfect. I'm great 24-7 because I'm not. Like, I have my days where I'm happy, where I'm upbeat. Then some days where I'm the opposite. Because it's hard being a black man. Like, it's so much shit out here to be scared of. You leave the house, you got to be scared of the fucking police. You got to be scared of fucking your own community. So it's like, when can I feel safe? We seen the other week with the um, with the woman in the Bronx, New York, where she was she was going home, and a black man followed her around the corner, and she she got inside her apartment about a half a second before he got to the fucking door. So as a black man, even a black woman, like, so we leave, we got to worry about the police. We got to worry about, you know, being racially profiled. But then we come back to to a lot of our neighborhoods and we got to be fearful of each other as well. So when exactly can I feel safe? If I leave, I'm going to work. I got to worry about and be fearful of being racially profiled. And now on the way home, I got to be fearful of being robbed, killed, raped, or molested in my own fucking neighborhood. So again, where can I feel safe? But um, this shit bothers me, man. But um, this um news report is from Detroit. It's from... Local news, NBC4. Now, with a breaking news alert. And that breaking news is happening on Detroit's west side, where a mother and father have been shot and killed at a gas station. Topping our report at 11, the couple's baby was in the car when that gunfire started. Jason Colthorpe is live at the scene on Ashton and West Warren near the Southfield Freeway. Jason. Guys, uh, this scene has just gotten out of control in the last few minutes. Several family members have shown up on the scene, realized what has happened here, and uh, police are struggling to control this right now. In fact, if we have to cut this short, that's the reason why. But I'm going to walk you through exactly what happened a short while ago. There's a tan Ford over at the pumps there at this marathon here on West Warren. At some point, two men approached the car and just started firing. The woman and the man, husband and wife, in the car were killed in the back seat their child a six to 12 month old baby unharmed in fact at one point other family members were here screaming what about the baby well at some point and we have some video of that baby being carried to safety earlier 
and state services just left the scene a short while ago. We assume they're in here to take control and or to uh, take that baby into custody. But right now, police trying to work this scene. Several shell casings have been marked here at the marathon. The highest I saw was at least 17. And in the distance, police trying to calm down family members who just came into the scene across the crime tape mm. right up to the vehicle mm -mm. and and one gentleman <clears throat> noticed it was his niece in there and that's when several family members uh really uh really overcome with emotion you can understand why just an awful heartbreaking scene out here mm. now as for the men who did this police say they escaped or now i want to pause that clip real quick now it's another clip i believe where the young woman's dad was talking to reporters and he was saying what he felt, but um, I want to boo the motherfuckers out there because it's on tape. The crime is on tape. The police had the police. They have arrested two men in connection with this murder. Now, I advise you guys do not watch the tape. But again, you can't see inside the car. But you know, they were sitting inside the car at the gas station at the pump. I believe the mom was holding the nine-month-old child. You see the two men come from around the corner with their mask over their face and they just start unloading into the car. Now, um, reports said that the person they were looking for was the husband and, and they had, I guess, a tip that the guy would be by himself. But even that's fucked up because I don't think it's nothing this man could have did that deserved him being shot dead in his car, even if he was alone. But when you show up and you see a woman holding her child and you still unload in the car, man. But um, this next clip, I, like, I, want, I want you guys to actually hear from the dad of the woman who was murdered so you guys can understand that lives are affected by this shit. Like, I know now everything moves so fast to where somebody dies and we just move on and the next day we forget about them. That's that's like that's what I hate about these fucking viral deaths like the Trayvon Martins, the who are the Mud Arberries, the Brianna Taylor, because everybody is 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 um in an uproar. Oh, I'm so angry because celebrities are posting about it. Celebrities are retweeting it. It's a fucking hashtag. So now everybody's angry. But then when the like when the story dies down, you guys move on. It's the families that are left to to be in pain to grieve. To have to actually understand and unpack why my loved one is no longer here. So I love hearing from the family because it's raw, it's genuine emotion, it's hurt. And it keeps you human in situations like this to where we can stop acting acting as if these deaths are just a fucking hashtag. Something to be, to be mad about on a Tuesday. No, these are real lives gone. So, yes, in Breonna Taylor's situation, it was the police. In Trayvon Martin's situation, it was um, George Zimmerman. Ahmaud Arbery, it was two white men. So, the outrage is, is immense. But when it's black-on-black -black crime, it should not be minimized because, oh, that's what we expect each other to do. No. A death is a death. Like, I don't give a fuck if your family member die in a car accident or if they choke on a fucking jelly bean. Death is death. That's all I'm saying, man. But um, let me see if I can pull this up. Because I, I really want you guys to hear the raw, genuine emotion from this dad, man. And, um, This is from Local News Detroit. Let me see if I can pull it up. Here we go. Is this the dad right here? No, this ain't the pops. So which one was I looking at? Hold on. Start right here. Marche was holding the couple's nine-month-old son in her arms. Somehow those shots did not hit that baby boy, but did take away his parents forever. You're a kid growing up without your parents. That in and of itself is going to bring trauma to you. It's just horrific. I mean, it's just no words for it. I can't even imagine what, what the families are going through. Police were seen comforting that little boy after the shooting. Police and community members now pleading for anyone who knows these gunmen to call Crime Stoppers. Someone knows. Someone always knows it's the behavior that is unacceptable and we cannot accept it 
anymore. You got two families that have to bury two 22 year olds. Now you've got a nine month old who is out here who has to be raised by the parents and at some point told the story of what happened. Back here live just now, community members coming up with these fresh. Mm. Like I said, man, that's all I'm saying is that it's certain topics now, like we can't keep skating over this shit. I know black on black crime, in a way, a lot of people, they fear the subject because it means we have to look in our own mirror and realize that some of our issues we can't blame on the white man. Some of the issues we have in our own neighborhoods, we can't blame on uh, this racist white man, the police. No, sometimes we have to look at ourselves. It's the same thing as if I always speak about relationships and how a lot of people say, yeah, you know, I'm single because of everybody I meet. They ain't shit, but they don't take a step back and realize that maybe it's your personal choice. Maybe it's decisions you are making that bring these men to you. But people don't like looking at their at the, at they at themselves in the mirror. Because it is way easier to place blame on everybody else, man. Now, I just seen a story, what was it, two days ago where, what was his name? It said it was a Bay Area rapper. He was shot dead and killed. Now, he was killed trying to commit an armed robbery. Now, let me let, let me see where to start here. Now, what, what was his name? I, I, I want to pull this shit up because... Well, the person he tried to rob was a black retired police captain. And let's just say it didn't end well. Again, the man was at a gas station. Now, the gas station, as you guys can tell by a lot of these stories, like that's the go to place for like a lot lot of crimes because you got your guard down. You relaxed. It's like the, the video we seen the other week where a guy. Had I believe it was his Mercedes or his BMW parked at a gas pump. He went inside the store. He left his car on. I don't know why. And a young teen came around, got in the car. The owner came out the store, held the gun in the car. Suspect got out of the car saying, don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Just call the police. Please don't kill me. Now, the guy, the owner of the car said he spoke to the young teen for about 20, 30 minutes. And I guess tried to find out why he was going down a life of crime like that. But had he came out the store and just fired shots into the car, he would have been justified. And now you would have had a, a young black kid age 15, 16 shot dead for what? And that's my problem because when it's black on black crime, nobody give a fuck until it actually hits home for you. Now, magically, oh, black on black crime, gotta go. No, say that shit 24-7. Don't just say it when your mama die, when it's your dad, your cousin, your auntie. No, it's here 24-7, nonstop. So don't be selective on when you actually want to give a fuck about the situation. That's all I'm saying because it's 24-7. It's families out here who got to go through this Daily. It's like what I spoke about. What was it? A couple of days ago on um, Instagram. Like, can you imagine your seven year old child being shot dead? Your seven, like my child's six years old. Like, I wouldn't know what to do if God forbid something happened to my son. Because as, as a parent, like, That's kind of like my biggest fear to have to, like, I don't want to have to bury my child. Like, we all know that nobody lives forever. So eventually we all going to die. Now, I'm not trying to be morbid, but I'm just trying to have a real fucking discussion. Now, we all know, you know, we all got to die someday. And when it comes time, you know, for my family, my my kids and my loved ones to make that transition. I don't want to be here to see it. And that's my biggest fear. Like I do not want to be here to see that shit, man. I don't. 
And that's why I said, man, we got to actually speak up. We can't be silent. But then, you know, when Trayvon or Travante is shot dead by a white man, now we want to speak the fuck out. Speak out 24 fucking 7. Now, matter of fact, we're going to take a break, man. I got to take a break, man. A lot of this shit is, is heartfelt and it's kind of getting to me. So we're going to take a quick break. Let me go regroup. And then, and then I want to speak about um, what, what, what I just said. Oh, what I just told you guys about, man. The retired Oakland police captain who shot two teens, fatally shooting one, as he was about to be carjacked on tape. So they got the video. And now, can you imagine being a dad, being a mom, being a cousin, a friend of the young teen who was shot dead, knowing that? He would still be alive had he not chose to go down a life of crime. Now, I understand when you're in the hood, when you're in the ghetto, you don't have the financial resources, the means, and sometimes you just may need the money. But you got to understand that some actions have consequences, even if they are fatal. But we're going to take a quick break, man. Brand new LCP. I told you, man, we're getting deep today, man. It's your man, Johnny. As always, you guys can click the link in the bio of any podcast description, even this one. You can sign up to become a monthly supporter for as low as 99 cents. We have $4.99. We also have 99 cents. And um, also, Lunchroom Chatter Plus is exclusively on Apple Podcasts. If you guys go there right now, if you got an iPhone, you click on the bonus episodes. It'll prompt you to sign up for Lunchroom Plus. Now, I got it where you can get a free a free three-day trial. You know, you could go there. You could listen to the bonus episodes. And after that, you could decide, you know what? I want to stay with Lunchroom Plus. Or you could go. But I'll be back, man. It's your man, John A. Schultz. Brand new LCP. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, man, to the LCP podcast, man. This is episode 93. Now, before I get back into the shits now, somebody hit me up on Instagram the other day and they asked me, yo, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Like, um, how do you get your sound so good to sound so crystal clear? So, first of all, If you think that being a podcaster, if that's something that you genuinely have a passion for, like you genuinely just want to have fun, engaging conversation, you want to get your voice out there. But most importantly, if you believe that this is something that you are interested in long term, again, long term, you got to invest in yourself. Now, it's not hard to get a nice like I record from home. Like, I get the good sound quality. I record straight from the crib. I got the Rodecaster Pro. Rodecaster, the Rodecaster Pro, it ran me about 600 Um, I got two microphones. Each mic was about 60 each. I got my Audio-Technica headphones. Those cost about 75 So, in total, I spent under $1,000, you know, to get my podcast sounding great. And I've made that back and then some with the podcast, but um, that's a huge shout out to you guys out there who support, who stay tuned in, who send the cash apps, who support monthly. You know, we got the lunchroom plus. So you guys out there, man, who consistently support, like you guys have made this shit possible, man. Let's clap it up one more time. But um, <clears throat> now to dive back into the news, man. Now. Those of y'all may not know, but there's a podcast called the Rosie Perspective Podcast, man. My homegirl, Rosie. Shout out to Rosie, man. But she was the first podcast episode I've ever listened to that kind of made me emotional. It kind of made me cry. Let's keep it a hundred. I was a bitch. I was a motherfucker. I ain't gonna fly. She made me cry, but it was because of the episode where she spoke about her sister being murdered. I believe this happened in 2009. And just hearing from somebody who lost a loved one, like a loved one that was close, like like situations and stories like that, it's always heartbreaking to me. Because you're not hearing it from like a third party source like the news. You're hearing it directly from the person who is forever affected by these kind of crimes. And that's why... I wanted to have this episode to speak about 
black on black crime and crime in our own communities because it's important. Because if you look at Trayvon Martin, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, Tamir Rice, like the, like these are just some of the major viral big name stories that blew up. And often times than not, these people just become hashtags for a couple months and then the public moves on to the next person. And it is often the family that is left to pick up the pieces and deal with the loss of their loved one. But she had an episode on um, her podcast. And again, it is called the Rosie Perspective Podcast. It's on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. But um, <clears throat> again, she spoke about the loss of her sister. Now, I found the clip because... This incident happened, I believe it was April 7th, 2009. And I believe that from then up until now, this murder is still unsolved. But they had a 10-year anniversary, you know, news story that was covered by Boston 25 News. And she was on there and they spoke about the case and the impact in which it has had on the family for 10 years. So I want to dive into this clip. This is from Boston 25 News. Because again... Like I say, stories like this, man, it just, it makes it human, man, because these things matter. So let's dive into this shit right here, man. Anger and tears for Rosalie Rosemont, knowing her search for justice has taken so long. A decade ago, her sister, Charlene Rosemont, was found murdered in their father's car, and nothing has been the same since. It's just been a very, very difficult time for my family. It's hard to just grasp the fact that it's been 10 years. Charlene Rosemond was last seen alive on April 7, 2009. Charlene was 23 years old. She was still living with her parents in Everett and took the tea every day to her job at this car dealership on Com Ave in Brighton. But on April 7th, things were going to change for Charlene. Well, she borrowed my dad's car. Um, she didn't want to take the tea that day, and my dad wasn't working until later. When Charlene showed up for work that day, she had $4,000 cash in her wallet. She told her family that after work, a friend was going to help her buy a car. But first, Charlene went to this gym across the street. She talked to her mother at about 6 p.m. Charlene's dad needed his car back. She spoke to my mom, it was about 7 p.m. that evening, and she said she was on her way home because my dad needed his car, and that was the last conversation anyone ever had with her. But Charlene never came home. The next day, her family filed a missing persons report. April 13th, almost a full week after Charlene vanished, Mm. a tip led police to this parking lot in Somerville behind an apartment building on Webster Street near Union Square. She had been shot once in the head. Middlesex County District Attorney Marion Ryan says ballistic evidence is giving investigators a clear idea of how Charlene was killed. We know from where the shot was fired, there was at least somebody in the back seat who was that person, what happened. I believe my sister was murdered for the money. DA Ryan says there were witnesses. One person was arrested for perjury, but no one has said enough to make an arrest in Charlene's shooting. We know there are people who know things. And when you think about the trauma of of losing a child, losing your sister in this way so tragically, that is hard enough, but then not to be able to see that someone's held accountable. Rosalie is hoping one of those people will finally come forward now, 10 years later, to give her family some peace. I know it wouldn't bring my sister back, but it would definitely bring justice to my sister's murder and for my family just to know that these people are not out there. She didn't deserve to be killed. Mm -mm. She didn't deserve to be robbed. She didn't deserve any of it. If you have any information about what happened to Charlene Roseman, contact investigators at the Middlesex County DA's office at 781-897-6600. For New England's Unsolved, I'm Bob Ward, Boston 25 News. And again, man, if um if any of you guys out there live in that area and you know some shit and you know something, call the number that was just mentioned, please. Because like it's like I hate the shit in our in our culture, man. The no snitching. You can't snitch. Like if snitching is making it safer for, for you, for your mom, your sister, your auntie, your future kids, or even your kids now, to be able to go outside safer, then why the fuck are we delaying? making our neighborhood safer. 
And like it's so much shit that is deep rooted in our culture that is it's detrimental. It's not helpful. But again, like I say, music don't help. Movies don't help. Social media doesn't help because it promotes the toxic behavior in situations like this. It just makes it tough, man. So, like I said, even like I know some of you motherfuckers, but oh, my God, I don't want to hear about black on black crime. I don't want to hear about surviving trauma. I don't give a fuck because every black person out here has a voice. Like what do black people always say? Oh, yeah. Uh, why don't the media talk about missing black women? Why don't the media talk about this? You can talk about it. If you have a platform, you have a voice. I don't give a fuck if you got 50 followers. You can talk about shit that means something to you. Like, 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 please stop waiting for social media or stop waiting for the media to kind of to make you actually understand or actually make you aware of what the fuck is going on in your neighborhood, because it's not the media is not going to force feed you the shit that you want to hear, but you can do it like you can talk about black on black crime. You could talk about the black woman that go missing Like information is right at our fingertips in 2021. But what do you choose to do? You can come online. You can look through the shade room for 40 fucking minutes straight. Soon as your ass wake up, but you can't sit back and look up some important fucking information. That's why I always talk about man, social media being so detrimental to our society and to segue from here to there. Now, yesterday, Kevin Gates, he was on, um, the podcast with Gilly the Kid and Wallow entitled Million Dollars Worth of Game. And he spoke about how he had to take a break from social media. Again, this is rapper Kevin Gates spoke about how he had to take a break from social media because he became depressed comparing his life to other people. Now, I spoke about this shit years ago, going back five, six, seven years on my other page. And I seen motherfuckers yesterday repost the Kevin Gates clip the same motherfuckers who told me, John, stop hating. Every time I said social media, it was harmful. Oh my God, why you got to be a Debbie Downer? Stop hating. Let folks live. The same motherfuckers who told me that, they now reposting the clip. You know why? Because a celebrity said it. And that's why, that's why I say what I say about the fact that nobody gives a fuck until a celebrity says it. Because a quote unquote normal person can say this, they can say that, but until it comes from a celebrity's mouth, the mouth of somebody with a verified check. We don't give a fuck. But this is what Kevin Gates said in regards to him taking a break from social media because it was causing him depression. Because it was it was causing um, it was really like causing depression. Why depression? Because comparison is the killer of all joy. When you look at I was looking at, for me, I can't say nobody else. Y'all might be way stronger than me. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? But yeah. me, I'm a normal person. Uh-huh. I never see myself in my greatness. But all people do is post their highlight reels. And I'm comparing my real life to somebody's highlight reel. Me and Lil Uzi. I said that shit forever ago. That's why I said, I don't give a fuck how many followers you got. You got a voice. But sadly, we live in a world now where, again, like I said, most motherfuckers, they don't give a fuck until it comes from the mouth of somebody who has a verified fucking check. Let's boo these motherfuckers, man. Like I said, y'all know I'm not going to lie to you motherfuckers. I'm not going to lie. Ooh, you a lie. Because y'all know when y'all come, like when y'all get the brand new episodes, you're going to get the real shit. What we going to get? Brand new LCP. Talk to him, nigga. Say it again, motherfucker. Brand new LCP. Say it one more time for these motherfuckers. Brand new LCP. Yes, sir. Now, somebody who wished they could take back what they said. Now, Floyd Mayweather. Yesterday or the day before, he was at a basketball game. A fan came up and said, hey, can we get a picture, Floyd? He said, I don't take pictures with men who have painted fingernails. Oh, my God. I told y'all, man, it was a little boozy was only the beginning. Like, well, T.I. too, because every time Lil Boozy say some shit, T.I. come out of nowhere defending the shit. Like I said, I don't give a fuck 
Who fuck who? You ain't fucking me. That's why I said as a straight black man, I don't see why we got to be homophobic. Like I've said 50 episodes ago, to me, it's hypocritical. Because as a black culture, what do we say? I don't want to be made to feel inferior. I want to be loved. You know, I don't give a fuck about my skin color or, you know, things I've seen growing up or my, my neighborhood, my my poverty level. I want to be seen as equal. But yet we make people who aren't, quote unquote, straight feel less than. That's the part that's confusing to me. It is. Because we want like we want to feel equal. We, we want to feel unified. We want to feel worthy. But yeah, if you gay, fuck them. Like, make it make sense. Like Monique said, make it make sense, bitch. Because I don't get it. But um, matter of fact, oh, it's some more shit I want to get to, man. But um, on Lunchroom Plus, probably this weekend, early next week, I want to have a, I want to further this discussion about black on black crime because I want to speak to to people. I want to conduct an interview with someone I know. Who has experienced losing someone And I'm pretty sure all of us to some extent Have experienced the loss of somebody Now I still remember vividly Growing up in the Bronx, New York Webster Avenue 170 And I was in high school And I lived in a project 21st floor And I remember one time Me and my mom was looking out the window it was summertime it was nice you know like the sun was going down it was breezy outside like you know when like it's it's warm but it's breezy shit felt good so me and my mom we at the window talking laughing ha 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 and across the street was somebody who we've seen our whole life his name was sean yes he sold drugs yes he was engaged in illegal activities but it don't mean shit that's beside the point. Every time, you know, me and my mom seeing him, he was always respectful. Hey, how you doing? Like, he was so respectful. Like, we all know motherfuckers who sell drugs, who be just rude. They be reckless and shit. He wasn't like that. This motherfucker was respectful. You know, he was very pleasant. And me and my mom, we at the window talking. Next thing we hear, pow, 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 pow. Oh, shit. So I get down. My mama get down. Now, we hear people scream. Ah, oh, shit, no. Call 911. So at that point, like we already know, somebody got shot. So, you know, everything died down, bullets go off, the car skirt away, uh, the car gone. So we get back up. I look out the window, and Sean is laying near the payphone on the ground, bleeding out. And shit like that be traumatized. And so when people tell me, you know, John, why haven't you gone back to, to the Bronx? Why haven't you gone to the projects in so long? Because PTSD is a real thing. Like, you don't only get it when you go to war. Sometimes the war zone is in your own fucking neighborhood. So that's why I haven't gone back to the Bronx in so long, because I have PTSD based on a lot of what I've seen. And again, some people may be stronger and may be able to, to deal with it better, but That shit affected me. Like, because you grow up in poverty doesn't mean you should be forced to watch people you care about or people you see every day die at 20, at 15, 18 years old simply because you don't have the money to not live there. Like, we have all seen movies to where, you know, the old movies where it's like, in like the the 50s, the 60s, where like the neighborhoods be like black and they be unified to where they say, yeah, you know, you know, um, the neighbors watch the kids to make sure nothing happens to them. I, I, I never had that shit growing up. I never had the quote unquote black unified neighborhood to where I can go outside. And if something happened to me, I know, you know, my black neighbor going to protect me or he going to look out for me. I never had that. Like once I stepped outside my apartment, I was on my own. I didn't have the black unified neighborhood, the black community that's going to stick by. No, this ain't the 50s. This ain't the 60s no more to where now again, I know some black neighborhoods probably still have that to where if you see like somebody else's child in trouble, you go over there to assist. But I didn't have that in my projects. Like I said, once you step outside that fucking door, you on your own. 
And that's all too common in black culture. It is. But matter of fact, oh, mm. I, matter of fact, we're going to have a, a little fun this episode, man. I ain't going, you know, bring down the mood or be have it sad the whole episode, man. So let me let me dive into some new shit. Brand new LCP. We're going to take a, a quick break. One second. Let me get my shit back together. And we're going to be back, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, we back, man. I told you, man. It was going to be a quick break. A quick short break, man. But before I get into some some entertaining shit, man. Well, some entertaining topics, man. But <sighs> this episode... It's been about crime in the inner city, black on black crime. So I want to play a song by my guy, Loopy Slime. This song is called Complicated because this is someone who is from the Bronx, New York. He was raised in the inner city, the urban culture. And when you live in in those kind of environments and you make music, a lot of what you what you what you create, you know, the music you put out, you writing stories about what you see. So I feel like. Complicated by my guy Loopy Slime. This shit is dope. It's raw. It's gritty. It gives me that New York feel. And the lyrics hit home, man. Again, this is my guy Loopy Slime with Complicated. Time shift. She's so complicated, man. Like a boss, those concentrated man. They wonder why I'm so hella faded. This shit so complicated, so I stay up in the cut like I'm operating. Mouth for no cooperating, stop your hating. That's what my city do. I know some gritty dudes that never listen to those city tunes. Fuck beef, I'm looking for residuals. Ben had bars. Just me in that visit room Used to rock rosaries But never was I spiritual Trying to work a miracle To get out the hood Smoke a lot of weed To keep the mind good Never sober Evil thoughts Like the Joker Such a loner If the money rule of all evil We some corners Green faces Turn to fiend stations If I'm on the road to riches Then I'm speed racing Had to DM Meek Mill Cause I be dream chasing But still ain't shit Niggas got mad followers But still ain't lit Take care of my daddy duties Then I hit that strip Touch a Fan might get that grip like a fish out the water. Mm. I'ma make that flip. Facts. Money over pussy, but y'all chase that shit. Dang. If I make the wrong move, then I'ma face that shit. Dang. True life, bad things happen when I try to do right. Not the school type, but been had class. Your plug must be awesome, cause y'all been had trash. And I stay with a line like they call me Dash. It's so complicated. Man, it's just so complicated. Complicated. It is, man. Brand new LCP. Those concentrated. What? What? Gotta be an old head. Was 28. Uh-huh. My son getting older, so a nigga gotta renovate. Uh-huh. And that's a change, man. Life keep you guessing. Hang, man. I don't need a coach. Make a home game plan. Yep. Got numbers on the mind like Rain Man. Fuck credit pain, man. The white talk like Paul Heyman. G's hustle like a fiend that hit the rock. Uh-huh. I smoke a spliff, then I gotta get my ginger shot. Yes. Won't see me twice. It's 12 spin the block. Nope. They try to get you locked. Ha ha. No joke. Almost lost my best friend in the back. He got poked. I stay focused. But I'm seeing dead people like ghosts For that power, these niggas do the most And we only need the grip when we broke Words from my nigga 730 Lords, we never work Hands, they always dirty Talking shit like birdie Damn, let me smoke again Can't dunk so I'm below the rim God moves, pump fake I'm making shoulder spin You can share the L while I hold this win Had a couple heroes, lost both of them All niggas got pride, you gotta hold that in But only sometimes, I just need some time Your stomach touching, bet you skipping that lunch slime Yeah, yeah Okay, that's my guy, Loopy Slime, man, that is complicated, but, um, Loopy is L-O-O-P-Y, Slime, with the dollar sign, that is my guy, that's complicated, that's that brand new, brand new LCP, 
Man, but some shit that popped off last night. Now, we know Tammy Rivera. That is the wife of Waka Flocka. Now, I'm not sure if they're still together. But <clears throat> something popped off last night, man. Now, um, let me pull this shit up, man. I told you, man, we in real time right now, man. It's been a long episode, but um, a lot of real topics, a lot of real topics, rather, were discussed and I love it, man. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm I'm doing my job using my voice as a black man to discuss some real shit. But now, <clears throat> Tammy Rivera, um, last night I believe or the day before, she was in CVS and she said that she was profiled. Now, I'm kind of fifty fifty on this situation. I know some of you are gonna say I'm cooning. You don't support black women. You don't support that what I know what y'all gonna say. But here's why I'm 50-50. Because out of her own mouth, she was in CVS. I think she was buying a bonnet, cap, some stocking, I don't know, some shit like that. And she said that when she was in the aisle, she opened up the product. Now, again, before that, she was being followed. That is wrong a thousand percent. Like, when I go in the store and you follow me, I'm pissed. Don't follow me, bitch. Like, I'm pissed off. Do not follow me. Let me shop in peace. If I buy something, I buy something. If I don't, I don't. Don't follow me and don't assume that I'm stealing. But here's where Tammy loses me. She was in the aisle, and yes, she was being followed by a worker, but she opened up the product to look at it. That's where she lost me. Like... If you if you in the um what's the if you in Publix Kroger a supermarket and you looking at meat you don't open up the fucking meat to see how the meat look first you don't open up the fucking sausage box to see how the sausage look first that's where she lost me but I want to play you guys what she said out of her own mouth so you know you guys don't get the you putting words in her mouth. This is what Tammy said. Live yeah, you from do work CVS. Hold on. I'm at, I'm at Walgreens. CVS. I come here almost every other night. I know every person that works in this store. I came here to get some uh, satin hair wrap and some growth oil. This lady sat here. She must be new. She sat here and she watched me on the aisle acting like she was fixing stuff in the aisle. I'm watching her watch me, right? I watched. I told she no. She, she watching me. I opened the pack. She said, the Becky, Becky. She watched. Talk. She's watching me so hard that when I opened this pack, she said, "Don't do that." I said, "Who are you talking to?" No, I said, "Who are you talking?" You didn't say please. I said, "Who are you talking to?" Don't do that. I said, "I'm buying this. I can do what I want." No, you cannot. Don't do that. I said, "Um, you've been watching me this whole. Pull the cameras back. You did. Pull the cameras back." Okay. Pull the cameras back. You thought you what you thought was I was a child or someone stealing because you sat there and you watched me for two hours and I watched you watch me and I didn't say anything. Not one thing. I work here. I'm at Walgreens, CVS. Yeah, you do work here. And I come in here almost every other night. Every employee who works here knows me but her. She must be new. But she sat there and watched me on the aisles. She sat there and watched me on the aisles and told me to not open. And it was the mannerism in which you spoke to me like I was a child. Don't do that. Why are you watching me from two hours away telling me not to open something that I'm about to pay for? And then, uh, and then she will tell me to leave the store. I told her to call the police. Let's pause it right quick. Now, again, like I said, I understand the being watched, being followed. She got me with that. But if you open up something in the store, the workers have no idea if you're buying that or not. If I go in the, in the, in the store... And say, for example, I want a Mountain Dew. And I go in the aisle, I open the Mountain Dew, and I start drinking the Mountain Dew. It's like, yes, in my mind, I'm going to purchase this drink. But how do the people who work in the store know that you really have the intentions of purchasing this drink? That's the part that's lost on me. And the part, like I said, I kind of, well, CVS came out and said, you know, we're investigating we're doing an investigation to see what the fuck happened. Yeah. Let's clap it up. And, you know, we're going to end up revisiting this at a later date because, like I said, I'm 50-50. Because should she be followed and watched throughout the store? Hell no. But don't go around opening up shit that you ain't purchased first. 
And again, with that, I know some of y'all gonna say I'm cooning. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. That's why you motherfuckers come back because I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I'm gonna keep it real. Don't open up shit until you buy it. If I got a store and I'm selling, like, I don't know, I'm selling food, I'm selling cookies and shit. Don't pick up cookies and you biting the cookies and shit. I'm gonna buy it. Bitch, buy the cookie first. Don't bite my cookies before you buy the shit, bitch. That's all I'm going to say, man. But um, <clears throat> there was a woman in China, man. The story is that she went on a blind date. Where this happened? Let me get the actual location. Yeah, she was in China. She went on a blind date with a guy, right? Now, instead of her showing up solo by herself, she showed up with, with 23 family members. And the man, he did exactly what I would do. He left that ass. Let's clap it up. At the end of the day, he left the woman and her 23 family members with a bill that totaled over $3,000. Now, first of all, boo, bitch. That's the part where you lose me. Like, what makes you think you could show up on a blind date? Like, if you show up with, with, with three people, that's too much. But you show up with 23 fucking fam. God Damn, bitch, what the fuck? That's nasty. On again, nasty. I think it's time we get. Don't do not. Sh- Yo, ooh. Let me calm down, John. You're getting too heated. If I go, if I show up on a blind date and you show up with your one best friend, I'm probably going to leave because who the fuck is this bitch? But if you show up with 20. Three family members. God damn. Shit. Woo, man, boy. It's getting crazy out here, man, with these BBLs, man. These Brazilian butt lifts. Ladies, please. You know, if... Ladies, I'm talking to you right now. You know, if you think, I don't look good. When I get out the mirror, I don't like the way my ass look. Look, I know... Y'all say a man shouldn't tell a woman what to do, but please go to the gym, do some squats, do hiking, do some inclines, like get your legs, get your ass looking right. Please don't get a BBL. But somebody who got a BBL and decided to post about it online on IG in her stories. Let me get the name correct because we want to get this straight. Hazel E, she went and got her ass done. And this is what she posted in her Instagram stories. Isn't my surgery outfit so cute? Look at Dr. Julio. He said he ain't Jesus. But he gonna work his miracle. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Alvarez. And in the video, in the picture, she got um. Let me see what the big got on. She got on a hospital gown, got her ass out. The doctor made the marks, I guess, to the proper location where he gonna work the surgery. Come on, man. Like, like things like this. Like I said, it's counterproductive, man, to the black culture, to the black community, and. Helping women love themselves. That goes back to the topic discussed early on about what Kevin Gates said and how a lot of people, they are depressed because they compare their lives to other people to someone's highlight reel, as he said. And when you compare yourself to somebody's highlight reel, you're not getting You're not getting a true depiction of exactly what happened, but something that happened last week, man. Rapper Kodak, I want to boot this motherfucker now. Rapper Kodak Black was dancing with his mama I don't know if it was at a party, a festival A shindig But they was dancing In a way that was kind of inappropriate Now Dancing with your mom There's nothing wrong with that It's loving and sweet Let's clap it up But Social media took issue with And me too like, I don't give a fuck. That's it. That's him. That's his mama. But I was just like, I was giving it the side eye because, again, he was dancing with his mama, but he had his hands on her hips, which, again, is kind of cringy, but uh, you may, you make it a pass. But he grabbed his mama ass. Like, he ain't just grabbing. He was squeezing it. He was squeezing his mama ass, and he tried to kiss his mama on the lips. Now, his mama pushed him away, but I think she pushed him away because it was being recorded. But... Let me say this right now. I love my mama to death. I love my mama. She know I love her. But 
Like just thinking about grabbing my mama ass is nasty. It just make me want to. It make me want to throw the fuck up. Just thinking about grabbing your mama ass. That's nasty. Now. If I end up kissing my mama on the lips by mistake, I'm probably going to cut my fucking lips and throw them bitches in the garbage. Not because my mama dirty, but because like your mama. Ah! Like, I don't even I understand that some people have relationships with, with their with their mom, their dad that may be closer than others. But to grab your mama ass, her hips, her thighs and kiss her. No, but we booed up now. Oh my god But Kodak Black he came out He came on social media And he released a video defending Why he was dancing Sexy Why he was getting touchy Why he tried to kiss his mom Why he grabbed her ass And listen to what this motherfucker had to say This is Kodak Black explaining why he was dancing Nasty with his mama Yeah with a woman like this Some of you don't even holla at your woman Some of you don't even call y'all mama, homie. Some of you don't spend time with y'all mama, homie. But at the same time, like, how you expect to love if you don't love your old girl? And I'm saying stuff is like, that's my old girl. She ain't tripping. Then, what you talking about? I'm talking about shouldn't grab, grab my mama. I treat my mama like my lady. That's my queen. You talking about, boy? That's my Z queen, dude. So what? She ain't tripping. My mama, we ain't doing no crazy. Let me take it away, man. Now, there was a lot of edits. I don't know if you heard the property, but he said <clears throat> he was dancing with his mama like that because that is how you learn how to treat a woman. He treat his mama like his girl. He treat his mama like his lady, his woman, to make her feel special. Again, I understand that, but to say you treat your mama like your lady, your woman. My nigga, it's, it's too many women out here, Kodak. It is too many women out here outside in the streets to where you a nasty motherfucker. Boo you again, nigga. Let me go hit you with the. Oh, my God. Now, I don't want to spend too much time. Yo, why these motherfuckers be vacuuming as soon as I start recording? I know y'all hear that shit, but um, Lil Boozy went crazy this past week, man. Now, Lil Nas X, we know Boozy is homophobic. He hate Lil Nas X. He hate gay people. Now, personally, I think that, I think in prison, I think Boozy got fucked. Now, again, that's my opinion. I have no proof to that. But it's what I think because somebody who reacts that crazy and is that homophobic, especially as a black man, it kind of raises a side. Are you gay? Or did something happen to you in the past that made you this homophobic? Now, Leonard X was on um, IG Live, and this is no. First, let let's go back. Now, Leonard X, you know, to my knowledge, maybe outside of maybe one time, he's never addressed everything Lil Boozy has said about him. Everything he does, Lil Boozy goes online and is extremely homophobic towards Leonard X, and. The man has not responded. He hasn't said anything back in a way that's vulgar, disrespectful. The motherfuckers just don't reply to Lil Boozy. But he was on IG Live this past week and he said, this is what he said. Let's play it. So I've been working on this song with Lil Boozy, bro. I had this song with Lil Boozy for him to come out. Fire Angling in Life, Fred. Goddamn song with Lil Boozy for him to come out. He said the song with Lil Boozy, he got a song with Lil Boozy that's going to come out. It's fire. That's what he said. Now, I, I ain't even going to read you guys what he said. Well, what Lil Boozy, matter of fact, let me, let me see if I got it pulled up. That's all he said. Everything you just heard right there, that was everything Lil Nas X said. And this is, here we go. And this is what Lil Boozy said in return. Let me see if I got my button. Yes, sir. Now, he said, Again, this is what Lil Boozy said in response to Lil Nas X. He said, stop trolling me, you fat LOL. You a whole playing with a gangster. Shaking my head. You can keep sucking and getting in your in peace. You hate yourself. I would too if I was you. Lil Nas X, if you commit suicide, you would do this world a huge favor. 
nobody wants you here. That is what Lil Boozy said in response to Lil Nas X saying that he has a song coming out with Lil Boozy. I'm going to just let that sit for a second. And the crazy part is you go to the comments, a lot of people, yeah, Lil Boozy said what he said. I agree. Get that homophobic shit out of here. Like, that's nasty. Again, and like I said, to me, I'm confused because as a straight black man, I don't see why so people are, well, why people are so concerned with with what somebody else is doing in their in the confines of their own home. Like I see gay people every day. Whether if I'm going to downtown, driving to fucking Publix, the store, a supermarket, or get something to eat. They don't bother me. Like what somebody does in their own home, or even if they kiss in public, I can turn my head. My head moves left and right. I don't have to look at things I don't want to look at. But what people do now is they see something that they don't like. And then instead of blocking it or walking away, they gravitate towards it so they can keep finding things that they don't like. But that's some homophobic shit. Because, again, I spoke about this a couple months ago when Lil Boozy was on Mike Tyson's podcast. And Mike Tyson called him out on that shit. And Lil Boozy was quiet. He was quiet. But again, man, you motherfuckers out there. I know some of you guys who listen to this podcast may be homophobic, but what somebody else does in the confines of their own house or even in public, turn your fucking head. Don't keep looking or don't keep going to somebody's social media page knowing you are going to complain. That's all I'm going to say, man. But again, this is episode 93, Lunchroom Tether Podcast. Your man, John. Matter of fact, Jordan. Jordan, come here. Let me get a quick school update before I finish the podcast. Jordan, come here. Uh Uh-uh. Jordan, come here. Uh Uh-uh. Jordan, go get the mic. 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 Get the mic, boy. Turn it on. Oh, my God. We over here fumbling and bumbling. Put it down. Say something. Can I hear you? Hello? Oh, I hear him. Yes, sir. Now, I just called you out here, man, to get a quick little school update. You know, Christmas is coming up soon, and you know, I don't know if I should buy you some gifts. Come close to the mic. Now, Christmas coming up, I don't know if I'm going to buy you some gifts yet. I don't know, but how was your day in school today? Pretty good. How was it pretty good? Tell me what, tell me what you learned. So, I learned some math. Get closer, get closer. To the- I learned some math, region, social studies, DOLs. Wait, wait, wait. What's DOL? What's that? It's like a thing where you do language and art and the other thing. Oh, y'all done know. stepped up in this new generation. DOL, what the? Okay, okay. Again, let me test your math skills. What's four plus four? <laughs> no, what's four plus four? Four, five, six, eight. You took too long. You, boo. You took too long. Okay, get close. Get, come back to the mic. What is one plus one? One, two, two. Hey, don't. Be quicker. <laughs> look, look. When I say, what's what's two plus two? <laughs> Four. Be quicker. See, no. Be quicker. You take it too long. Uh, I look at me in school when you have tests. Do you pass your test? Yes. Do you take it? No. In the mic. Do you take your time? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's clap for that. I'm just messing with you, man. But again, Christmas is coming up. I want to make sure that, you know, that you get some gifts, but to get gifts, to get things that you really want, you got to, you got to do well in school. And again, hold up, going back to the bullying. Now in school, are you being a big boy? Are you being a, you know, a good leader? Are you no bullying, right? Uh, No, no bullying. I'm just being a good leader. Oh, Oh, hold on. Let's get back. First of all, why, like, why is it no bullying? Because that's it's gonna make people not your friends. No, but also if you be if you if you become a bully, is that nice or is that mean? That's mean, and and people's not gonna you, and they're gonna kick you out. Oh, oh, you going to the higher ups? Yes, sir. All right, that's why I called you out here, man. I was calling to check up on you, making sure you're doing good in school, making sure that it's no, it's nothing that's gonna make you not give some gifts 
for Christmas. Again, Christmas is coming up. You want some gifts, right? Yeah. All right. Go back in the room. Peace. Peace. Give me the bow. All right. I'll see you later. Alright man, we out man, it's your man John A. Shows LCP Lunchroom Chatter Podcast Episode 93, again you guys can follow me on IG at Lunchroom Chatter Pod You guys can also My cash app is dollar sign NYC Story 718, you guys can Click the link in the bio of any podcast And become a monthly supporter for as low as $1 $5, $4.99 $9.99, whatever, the, whatever you choose Man, again Lunchroom Plus Is exclusively on Apple Podcasts You guys can go there, click on Bonus episodes, it'll take you straight to the prom to sign up for Lunchroom Plus, man. Again, we closing in on episode 100. It's your man, John A. Schultz, LCP, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. We out. Brand new LCP.